Holly G with the Golf Insiders with a recap of the U.S. Open today in Tour Talk. And we're going to the man who was right there and got the interview with our new U.S. Open champion, Bryson DeChambeau. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel to uh, fill us in on what was a remarkable Sunday at Wingfoot, Todd. Six under par, 67 to close the deal. Historic. Yeah, it was a, it was a great event and obviously a worthy champion. He was the only guy to finish under par. So um, I don't see how you could complain about Bryson DeChambeau or the course setup in that in that regard as well. How did the players feel overall about the course? I, I, I didn't hear one player say that it was over the edge, uh, unfair. So they knew it was going to be tough. They knew that going in. They saw the setup. Uh, they played practice rounds with them um, in regards to setup, that is, and, and the conditions. So, uh, yeah, it, they knew it was going to be tough, and it was. And But at the same time, they didn't feel like it was over the edge. The USGA did a really good job and, and, and setting up what was a difficult yet fair test. Well, you always get the opportunity most of the time to sit down with the winners uh, after the majors. Uh, what impressed you most when you um, spoke to Bryson? Clearly, he probably was still uh, in the impact of the moment. But, you know, given, given what the course he has chosen, that it's not easy. You know, um, we know there are a lot of people that even wrote him off uh, for this tournament, I think, just because he had decided to stay with his, you know, power strategy. But uh, what were your takeaways? A validation, I think, not only from his strategy, but obviously his change in body structure, uh, even dating back to when he was a teenager and coming up the concept of the same length shaft irons. Uh, you know, whenever he would make what seemed to be a dramatic decision in trying to alter the game that best fits his style, I'd say that's for everyone. You know, there were eyebrows raised, there was skepticism, and obviously that developed insecurities for Bryson throughout his life, all the way through the pro level. I remember talking to him about this when he first came out. Um, but now those players that were skeptical are saying, hey, I don't know if it's right for me. I don't, I don't, maybe I'm not educated enough exactly as to what he is doing, but it's working. It's working well. And so, um, you know, I think that he felt very, very validated. And, you know, I, I think to kind of further amplify that validation, you know, he was grateful to win with his dad still alive. Um, his dad has been buying, uh, battling diabetes for a long time. He's lost his right leg uh, oh. because of it. He had a kidney transplant. There was a time when he could not, you know, there was concern he wouldn't be alive at this point. Uh, but for him to win a major championship and, Although wow. his dad was across the country in Clovis, California, watching on TV, that he was watching. Yes. And so he, he understood that and, uh, you know, felt quite emotional about that. Yeah, it was really uh, quite a poignant moment when he walked by that big screen and heard his mother yeah. say hi. And he, you know, just stopped uh, in his tracks and you could see the raw emotion. And, um, you know, we... You, we in the media cover so many of these stories and, you know, great comebacks in golf. Um, 
just the, you know, especially in Bryson's case, the road less traveled, right? Um, that's not an easy uh, path to take and to stick to it and to take all the, you know, um, the naysayers, the whispers, you know, all of it. Um, but uh, really, I mean, he just, you know, this was no asterisk. This was a firm exclamation point on this victory. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's uh, something he could be very, very proud of because, again, he did it a different way that a lot of people didn't believe in, but he did. I'm curious, you know, physically, you know, you're one of the few people that, you know, has been able to see Bryson, you know, the physical transformation. You know, how what's how's, how's his appearance? I mean, you know, from, you know, Bryson prior to this, uh, you know, year of transformation. <laughs> no, it, by far, he's bigger. I mean, I... I do you feel like he could bench press you, Todd? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's, he can bench press 200 pounds. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, I, the thing that kind of gets lost in all of this is that we look at Bryson as this big, strong, long-drive specialist. Um, but he's much more than that. I, I, don't, I don't think that people give him the credit that he deserves being a complete player. He's an incredible putter. If you watched him at the U.S. Open, I mean, he was knocking in big putt after big putt of tremendous length, and his speed control was really, really strong. He, I, I, I don't know how many three putts he had, or even if he had one, but they were very, very few. He was definitely in the top ten in strokes gained putting that week, and he constantly works on that. He's got two launch monitors that he uses for putting, and his distance control with his irons are really good. Uh, I mean, he is much more of a complete player than people give him credit for, as I mentioned. You know, if there's one slight weakness, uh, I think that his wedge game can improve, and that could be a, attributed to the fact that his wedge is, some say, should be shorter than the rest of his irons, but they're not, and he may figure that out. But what may be a C to him in regards if he had to grade his game in, in, as far as switch play goes, would probably be a B plus to an A for the rest of the players on the PGA Tour. I don't think he has many weaknesses. And here's another thing. He is consumed with being the best in the world. Now, when I say that, I mean, he gets up in the morning, he'll make himself breakfast, he'll go to his club in Texas, he'll play at nine holes, he'll get come out to the range and then work and work and work, talk to his caddy, Tim Tucker, maybe speak to his agent about what things he's working on or his swing coach, Chris Como. Uh, so, and then come back home, have dinner, go to bed, rinse and repeat. Now, when you have somebody that, that is, that is that dedicated, now some of that may be driven by the insecurity of wanting to prove his way is the right way. Um, that is that dedicated. I mean, he's just simply outworking everybody. And, you know, it takes it, you have to be so selfish to be a dominant player. Just as Tiger Woods, just as Dustin Johnson. I mean, you, you know, it, there, there's no coincidence that Rory started to have a family, and you know, and and that's important to him. And kudos to him. I am not knocking this, but it takes away from that selfishness that you need and that grind you have to have to be a dominant player. It's not easy out there. They don't just roll out of bed and be the world's best player. It takes tremendous commitment. Well, that was certainly evident uh, during live from on Golf Channel Saturday night as he was beating balls 
into the night after his round with the driving range uh, well lit um, and his team, as you mentioned, caddy Tim Tucker, swing coach Chris Cuomo, right there. You know, I think of Rich Lerner was saying, send him a pizza, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, look, they were making light of that, but let me tell you, that hour was probably the most important hour of the entire week because he needed to find the sense of confidence that he did not have in his swing with that driver. And if, and he was able to figure it out. And if he didn't do that, and if he shut it down and went to the first tee on Sunday with uncertainty and, and the lack of confidence and the lack of belief that, you know, we may be talking about another U S open champion. Well, now we, of course, are talking all about what's this impact on golf, you know? Um, I don't know that people are going to be going out buying single-length clubs, Todd. I think, you know, his, his uh, strategy of really looking at the long drive players, uh, very fascinating. And he certainly, you know, figured out the way to, um, you know, incorporate that into his golf swing. But, where, you know, where do you think we are with this? And then, you know, there's all the conversation about equipment and rolling back the ball. And, you know, as usual, we the pendulum starts to swing the other way into all this right. controversy and question. Well, I mean, look, it's – I don't know how relatable it is to us, the average golfer. I have a six handicap, so I'm not going to go out and buy a 48-inch driver, I can promise you. I'm going to keep the – the shafts and my irons at different lengths. Um, but it just proves, as always, just as Mr. Palmer said, swing your swing. Mm. Do your thing. And, you know, he is – I mean, again, this is something he didn't stumble on. This is something he's been studying since he was a teenager. This is – this fits him, and the science fits him. Now, you know, I the, if there is a concern I have for Bryson – and it's not a big one. It's not. I think he would be able to figure it out if something happens. But when Tiger changed the game, when he came out and added so much athleticism to the game of golf, um, he worked out a lot. And now uh, he's you know close to his mid forties. He's looking back and he's like, man, you know, I had all these injuries primarily because I worked out too much, or maybe didn't work out the right way. So you know, injury might be a concern for Bryson. And, and maybe some stamina as he moves on. But, but I, again, I, I have full confidence in Bryson DeChambeau as a player. He, he may not look like the player that has the artistry that we are, you know, the syrupy swing of Phil Mickelson or Payne Stewart, or, uh, you know, but that's okay. You know, he, he does it his way, and, and it's effective, and we should applaud him for trying something different. Well, and I was saying that in a previous interview, if you looked at the leaderboard on Sunday, you know, you saw a lot of different swings in that mix. Yeah, and I mean, Matt Wolf, Matt Wolf was in the final group, and that swing the people oh, said, oh, yeah, you know, so but hard to watch that. Well, it's not, I don't think it's hard to watch. I just think it's just, you know, it's just, it, it's not the five secrets of Mr. Hogan, but, you know, right. he does it his way. Yeah. And so, yep. and so good for him. Yeah. And he's got that angle of attack, that, that, you know, little twitch that he does. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just so fascinating how these all, all these great players get to impact, you know, with, with, like you said, their, their unique swings. Um, so speaking of Tiger, what are your, uh, thoughts predictions as we 
now look to the Masters in November? Um, yeah, I think, well, I mean, I think Bryson is one of the favorites. I mean, I, I at Augusta National, I, I, I wouldn't see why not. Um, you know, he, I, I'm interested to see how he attacks the golf course. Will he drive number nine? <laughs> what, wow. will he do on thir- what will he do on 13? Will he just bomb it over the trees on the left and give himself a wedge into into the par five? I, I, you know, I, I, he, he will try to figure it out for sure and, and play around with it. Um, I, I'm, again, I'm not saying that he's going to win. We thought that Dustin Johnson was going to be the dominant favorite. Not to say that he played poorly, but he definitely wasn't in contention. Um, so I, I personally like the parody. I, I like when you go to a major championship and you've got seven, 10, 15 guys that are all right there. And it's a little bit of a mystery as opposed to, I mean, there was a great era when Tiger was dominating and I get it. Absolutely. He was, he was the force that, that drove a lot of the PGA tour and elevated and urbanized the game. Up. But at the same time, I do really enjoy like the mix of players out there and seeing what's what's going to transpire through 72 holes. So I, I, I think it's going to be fascinating. I think the conditions of the golf course with the weather and the temperature are going to be unique to what these players are used to. Um, and I, I think it's just going to come down to a you know, great short game and great putting once again. It's not all power at Augusta National. Well, and a guy who uh, probably would, you know, is, is looking to November – uh, bigger and, uh, you know, with probably more intention uh, is Rory McElroy. A uh, great opportunity for him to c- complete his slam here, Todd. Um, but you did hint and mention about Rory now having his new baby. And I have to say, when I was watching Bryson Saturday night, I'm thinking, you know, does Rory's, you know, hey, you got a new baby. You know, it's got to be tough to be putting your focus uh on a major when any of you've been through that when, uh, you know, you'd like to be home with your, your new baby. Right. But, and, and you know what? He, <laughs> I not to say that Rory's person. getting soft in any way. No, 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 absolutely not. I think it's awesome that he is, he and his wife, Eric, have this beautiful daughter, Poppy. And, you know, and I think it, I mean, Hey, I, I can only tell you from, I, I have a daughter too. And when she came into the planet, I, it took me a couple of months to adjust. And I think that's, you know, in a positive way. And I think that the same thing is going on with Rory right now. But, you know, probably a few weeks from now, after he's comfortable and joy, still completely full of joy with, with, with his daughter and, and his wife and his family, uh, you know, I think he'll start focusing in on, on Augusta National. I, I'm not concerned about him just kind of like – yeah, hey, I'm going to spend all the time with my family, and then, hey, Monday, let's just go to Augusta National and try to win the Masters. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think he, I, I think he'll definitely put the time and the energy needed to, to try to win that championship. Do you think this is lining up as a as a good opportunity for Rory, given that it's November and it'll probably have a little bit of a different feel than, you know, maybe ghosts from the past in April? Well, Holly – when, whenever Roy McIlroy tees it up, do you ever think it's a bad opportunity? Never. I mean, I know, no, I mean, I, I know. Hey, I'm playing. Irish, Todd. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that he's not playing as good as he was when he was number one in the world, for sure. But I, I, I think it's just a tiny little gap for him to cross to make that transition back. Well, we can't wait. Um, 
you know, this is uh, a little bit um, weird to be having football and golf all together, but um, certainly keeping us uh, busy and lots of news ahead. And I, I can't wait to have the Masters uh, kick off our holiday season. Yeah, we got a lot of other tournaments going on too. I mean, the winner this week in the Dominican Republic is going to the Masters next year. So it's you know, it's a lot of PGA Tour golf. And, uh, I mean, I'm I'm, thr- I'm personally thrilled we're playing. To I be see, honest with you, I see Sung J M is in the mix uh, for the tournament this week. The 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 guy who uh, keeps racking up uh, more events than we can count. Who 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 do you have on the radar? Uh, at the tournament or just moving forward? At the, like at the tournament, at this week's tournament. You know, I'm, I'm interested to see this young man, Will Zalatoris, who has been playing so well on the Corn Ferry Tour. From what I understand, he is uh, having a chance to meet him because I don't cover that tour, but I did watch him a couple of holes uh, at the U.S. Open where he played beautifully. I think he had top ten there. Um, I, I, I hear a lot of good things about this kid from Wake Forest and, and the fact that he is – he is, he is a star in the making. Uh, so he's going to be playing on the PGA Tour soon. And, uh, you know, he's got a chance here to make it very soon if he goes out and wins in, in the Dominican Republic. Because the field there is not super strong. Um, so it's a good opportunity for him. And one last thought I wanted to get from you because he's still playing on the PGA Tour and just racked up his second Champions Tour win, Jim Furyk, having a ball just turning 50. Yeah, it's awesome, especially for him to win at Pebble Beach, such an iconic place, uh, and he is having a lot of fun. As is Ernie Els, who's made the transition recently, and so, you know, I think, I think, I mean, thank goodness Dean Beeman came up. He was the former commissioner of the PGA Tour with the PGA Tour champions. Uh, I mean, because you still get to see these and golfers that still have a lot of ability go out and compete and hold trophies once again. And they're obviously enjoying it too. Yeah, exciting. Exciting times all the way around. Todd, always appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thanks, as always, the Golf Channel, just uh, bringing golf fans so much uh, great coverage. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Ali.